أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين اللهم يسر ولا تعسر رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وأحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وآل محمد ورحم محمد وآل محمد وبارك على محمد وآل محمد كما صليت ورحمت وباركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد um, We taken from where we took the poetry or poem تعلم فإن الإلم زين لأهله وفضل وأنوان لكل المحامد وكن مستفيدا كل يوم زيادة من العلم واسبح في البهور فوائد تفقه فإن الفقه أفضل قائد إلى البر والتقوى وعادل قاصد هو العلم الهادي إلى سنن الهدى هو لحسن ينجي من جميع شدائد فإن فقيها واحدا متورعا أشد على الشيطان من ألف عابد So we spoke about um, at the end it says that فإن فقيها واحدا متورعا when you get al-faqih, someone who has the knowledge of jurisprudence, one who is following or doing what is right, ashaddu ala shaitan has overpowered, or more or less, he is more powerful on shaitan, min alfi abidin, from thousand people who worship Allah but do not know the knowledge of jurisprudence. Bimana. For you to pray or for you to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you don't know what nullifies your prayer, what fix your prayer, what are the things that you need to make sure that prayer is, is good or bad. Not having that knowledge, it's, it's more or less like you're just acting. Shaitan can always take advantage of you. And that's why we spoke about, they said, a person who prays and qabli or ba'di, uh, happen in the prayer and he or she knows how to fix it it's better in him for him to say that that particular prayer is accepted even though we cannot boast of our prayer being accepted but for you or for shaitan try to mislead you but allah gives you gives you opportunity to be able to know how to fix what happened in your prayer then indeed that is the best of prayer that you can boast about but if you are praying, but you don't know how to fix your prayer. Well, you, don't know, you don't know whatever happened in your prayer, you don't know how to fix it. Like, shaitan can always mislead you. You can see a person praying, and then something happened, they don't know how to fix it, then they start the prayer all over again. Something happened again, then shaitan will always put what's worse. But the moment you are able to build that knowledge of how to fix your prayer, shaitan knows that whatever he does, you will know the way in which you can fix your prayer. So this, uh, uh, this thing that they made mention here, uh, this uh, poem was just put in to tell you importance of knowledge and importance of adding more in our knowledge. You know, there is a, there is a concept that uh, the, the scholars of the past said, people are divided into three categories, all right? There is, uh, there is Talib al-Ilimi, someone who knows I don't know, which means whatever they know, they want to add more. So every day in their mindset, they don't know. Because of that, they're seeking knowledge. As it said here, 
وكن مستفيدا كل يوم من زيارتن. Every single day you should try and add more in your knowledge. These are the scholars of knowledge or students of knowledge. Every single day they are seeking more. And we have another group of people who are who have qana'a. They feel like what I know is enough. I'm not going further. I'm not seeking for any, any anything extra. What I know is enough. So these people, not only they are wasting their time and also they are, uh, they are not going further uh, in terms of upgrading themselves, but they are more or less going to go back because if you keep with what you know without adding more on what you know, then you're going to lose what you know anyway. And then there's another group who don't know, but they, have, they don't even know they don't know for them to seek the knowledge. So the first, the first one is the person you want to be like. The last two, you don't want to even be among their company. So no matter what you know, always put yourself in a situation of someone who don't know or there is more ahead of you that you need to know. So you keep learning every now and then. And also don't minimize the doors of your knowledge. It doesn't matter. Someone can be below you in terms of knowledge, but they have something that you can take. So they said that always the scholars have this beautiful way of talking about this. They said that al-hikmatu da'alat al-mu'min. Hikmah or wisdom is more or less like a, a, a missing a property of a believer. So a believer, wherever they find their, their property, they take it. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether uh, the person that has the knowledge is Muslim or not. It's just like you asking yourself when you go to a, to a, a place. You don't go to the doctor and say that, uh, is the doctor Muslim before you agree for the person to uh, check your sickness? Or you are in the class and say, I want to be sure that the math teacher or the English teacher is a Muslim before you take the knowledge. You, know, you need to understand that that person has something important that you want. It doesn't matter where the person is coming from. You want to take that knowledge. So it said, وَكَذَلِكَ فِي سَائِرِ الْأَخْلَاقِ The same thing applies to other akhlaq. Akhlaq. كَذَلِكَ فِي سَائِرِ الْأَخْلَاقِ The same thing applies to other attributes or characters. Okay? They said that anything that we got, there are other animals that will have the same qualities except knowledge. وَكَذَلِكَ فِي سَائِرِ الْأَخْلَاقِ نَحْوَ الْجُودِ So we talk about judi, which is what we spoke about generosity. Generosity, there are animals that, have, that are very good. They are very generous. The same thing you find human with the same quality. Well, bukhul. Bukhul means stinginess. There are animals that are stingy. There are people that are also stingy. And we got al-jubun. Jubun here is cowardness, being scared or being a coward. Now, there are animals that are that, and there are people who are also in this. So all the attributes we're talking about, you can find both human and animals are what we call ishraq in that. Well, jara'a, boldness. There are animals that are really bold, and there are people that are also bold. Well, takabbur, okay? Takabbur here, we're talking about arrogance. There are animals that are like that, and there are people that are like that. What tawadu? Tawadu, humbleness. There are animals that are very humble, and the same thing applies to humans that have this quality as well. Well, ifa, chastity. Well, israf, waste. There are some animals, it doesn't matter how much you give them, they just want to waste. Okay? So these are all 
qualities that you can find between uh, human and also animals and also uh, theft or thrift thrift these are all things that you can find in between uh, human and animals as well and other qualities or attributes that you can think of for but indeed with all that we made mention al kibr which is arrogance wal bukhul um, which is uh, uh, stinginess wal jubun and also uh, cowardness these three that we made mention and the fourth one israf which is waste these are haram these are attributes that are really haram it is haram to be arrogant it's haram to be stingy it is haram to be coward and also it's haram to waste even allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke regarding israf in the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that indeed those who waste they are the brethren of shaitan and when we talk about uh, al-kibr allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even said in hadith al-quds indeed when you play with that title it's like you're trying to play or trying to grab my singlet which is on me so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one that has to boast of anything else not we cannot do that so for those qualities or those attributes we need to know and we need to avoid them and amazingly some of this this three this four that we made mention waste arrogance cowardness and also um stinginess these are not uh, attributes that you can uh, avoid in terms of being able to control yourself until you have the knowledge of it you need to have knowledge about that if you don't have the knowledge about that sometimes you have arrogance but you don't know sometimes the way you walk there are arrogance in it but you don't know so you need knowledge about that you need to understand the moment you walk with your chest up trying to show off is arrogance the moment you pray five times a day and you feel like you are better than the one who is not going to prayer is arrogant because you didn't take you yourself there is just allah's one of ta'ala's guide allah is the one who is helping you so for you to look down upon the person who does not go to the prayer at that moment it's arrogance that is leading you to that because you are not anybody extraordinary it's out of allah's mercy that he gave you that that is why the scholars of the past has a beautiful saying that goes like this um uh they have it's more or less like to say that uh, uh ibadah or obedience to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that will lead you to arrogance is worse than the disobedience that you do that will help you to uh, respect allah and put yourself down in front of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala okay atta'a obedience that you do to allah that will lead you to arrogance it's worse it's better for you to disobey allah and know how weak and how um, worse you are in front of allah so that you humble yourself than to be proud because of your ibadah all right shaitan that is what made him shaitan because he sees himself he worshiped allah he did lots of things in terms of good deeds okay looking down upon adam salam, he forgot that what he did were all the work of allah is allah who gave him that sort of opportunity to be able to worship so he looked down upon adam so it is very important they said disobedience that leads for a person 
ma'asiyah, uh, disobedience that lead a person to put himself humble in front of Allah is better than ta'atun to urithul kibra than the obedience that takes you to arrogance. So when you find yourself in the masjid every single day, you pray five times a day, you're giving charity, you're helping the needy, that, that does not make you better than anyone else. It is Allah who chose you at that moment. Thanking Allah for this blessing and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help your fellow brother or sister who is not getting this opportunity is the smart way. But for you to feel like, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, always in the masjid. I don't even mingle with the rough guys anymore. I don't even sit in that company anymore. These guys, subhanallah, they're going to Jahannam. They're doing this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not care to change the things around. You will be in that company and they will be among those in the masjid. So arrogance, how will you know you are arrogant? You feel like, no, you're just saying what is happening out there. You're not saying anything new. But that thing that you're saying is arrogance because you cannot protect yourself from that without having the knowledge of that. Okay? So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of his mercy, bless you, that's why they always say, when you have knowledge, you tend to fear Allah more. When you have knowledge, you tend to fear. But if you just have small knowledge, it can lead you to uh, misguidance because that will cause fitna. That will cause fitna. So it says that you cannot get protection from this sort of attributes or characters unless you have the knowledge of that. And also you need to know that you have knowledge of the opposite of those uh, characters or attributes. So in a sense that if you know Israf, which is waste, you need to know how not to waste, the opposite of that. If this is haram, then what can I do that is not haram? If stinginess is haram, what can I do that is not haram? If cowardness is haram, what is the opposite of cowardness? When uh, arrogance is haram, what is the opposite of arrogance? So that knowledge will then help you to choose wisely what you do that is accepted. Nan. فَيُفْتَرَدُ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ إِنسَانٍ عِلْمُهَا So because of that, it is compulsory upon every single human to have this knowledge so that because that's what we spoke about in the first lesson. We said, كُلُّ مَا يَتَوَصَّلُ بِهِ إِلَىٰ إِقَامَةِ الْفَرْضِ يَكُونُ فَرْضًا وَهَكَذَا كُلُّ مَا يَتَوَصَّلُ بِهِ إِلَىٰ إِقَامَةِ الْوَاجِبِ يَكُونُ وَاجِبًا Now, we said, if you are in your house by yourself, the ruling and the knowledge that you need to know is how to take care of yourself. That is compulsory on you because you are the one that is in the house and anything that is halal that will make your life better as a good Muslim, you need to know. The moment you have, a, you have a wife or you have a husband, then the responsibility and the knowledge is increased. You need to know the knowledge on how to live with your spouse. When you have a child, you need to learn more to know how to live and how to take care of your child. If you're coming out in the community, you need to have knowledge on how to deal with the people outside. So everything goes according to your environment. Whatever you find yourself in that is compulsory upon you, then... Knowing how to deal with that situation, having that knowledge becomes compulsory on you as well. Now, وَقَدْ صَنَّفَ السَّيِّدُ الْإِمَامُ الْأَجَلِ الشَّهِيدُ نَاصِرُ الدِّينِ أَبُو الْقَاسِمِ كِتَابًا فِي الْأَخْلَاقِ So this sheikh with the name Nasir al-Din, he also authored a book 
within the book. The book is called Kitabun Fil Akhlaq, the book of characters. So it talks about that. I remember some time back we said when we finish this, we're going to go into that. But unfortunately, we couldn't. وَنِئْمَ مَا سَنَّفَ What a book that he has authored. فَيَجِبُ كُلْ عَلَى كُلِّ مُسْلِمٍ هِفْزُهَا It is encouraged for every Muslim to learn or memorize or know about that book because it will help you to understand the situation and the environment in which you find yourself being a Muslim, what is accepted, what is not, how you deal with the people that are around you. Look at the life of the Prophet ﷺ. He has different ways of life. Looking at him being a prophet. Looking at him being a messenger. Looking at, be, at him being a businessman. Looking at him being a leader. How he dealt with his enemies. How he dealt with those that love him. How he dealt as a, as a statement. Every single part of his life, there are things that you can learn with. How he even dealt with the little kids. The Prophet ﷺ will always be the first to say salamu alaikum to children. He does not wait because he is the Prophet. So you have to say salam. So that no, he goes ahead. He always greet. He always shook hands. When kids pass by, you easily you'll be able to identify the children that pass by where the Prophet ﷺ is. Because they come with a special smell on their hair. Because when he says salam to them, he will rub their hair. You will smell it straight away. You see this child, because he passed by where the Prophet is, easy you know that, yes, he was closer to the Prophet And we spoke about that. We looked at how he taught the child who was sitting with them when they were eating together. He was saying, Ya Ghulam, Sammillah. When you're going to eat, say Bismillah. Wa kul biyaminik, eat with your right hand. Wa kul biyaminik, and also wa kul amamak, and eat in front of you. So he was teaching these kids straight away when they make mistake. He does not leave them until no. It doesn't matter. Even as a child, he said, eat with your hand. Say Bismillah. Eat in front of you. Because you are eating in a group, you don't stretch your hand and eat in front of someone. So these are all ethics that Islam is teaching. And how will you know all this if you don't learn about that? وَأَمَّا هِفْزُوا مَا يَقَعُ فِي بَعْدِ الْأَهَايِينَ فَفَرْدٌ عَلَى سَبِيلِ الْكِفَايَةِ have, so what we spoke about in the previous was to talk about anything that is compulsory in our life. But there are some things that they don't always happen in our life. There are some things they only come once. For example, um, you don't need as a Muslim to know everything about Hajj. No, unless if you are going to perform Hajj. Because it's not something that you do every single day. As a Muslim, before Ramadan, you are reminded. Maybe after Ramadan, you forgot because it's not something that you do every day. Okay, so the knowledge of things that do happen sometimes and sometimes they don't happen. It is under what we call fardul kifaya. So we have fardul ain. Fardul ain, something that is compulsory upon you, nothing will replace it, no one will do it on your behalf. And we have fardul kifaya. Fardul kifaya is if someone does it, it is you are free on that. All right, so example is how many people in the society knows how Islam said we should share inheritance. If, is, is it compulsory on everyone? No. As long as there's someone out there, or the imam of our masjid, or the sheikh in the, in the community, if he knows how to share inheritance, it's okay for the rest of the community. Okay? How to wash the dead. If we get one or two or three people know how to do that, then it's enough for us. It's good for every house to have someone who knows how to. But it's not that you have to do this. You have to know. 
if you get someone doing one portion of it, then it's not compulsory on the whole community. So that's what it's saying. It says that things that do happen sometimes and sometimes they don't happen, then that is considered fard al-kifaya, which means fard that is on, on, on part, not on the whole community. So if some part of the community have taken that initiative, example, two, three people in the community, they, alhamdulillah, they spend time, send their kids, memorize Quran. At least you know we have Hafiz in the Quran in the community. Okay? We need more, but at least that is enough. But if there's no one in the community who is a Hafiz, there's no one in the community who can read the Quran, then the whole Muslim community at that moment have committed a sin. All right? So it's not like, uh, well, so far as, no. As long as there's no one who devote everyone's child has to be a doctor an engineer you know everyone is choosing something for dunya no one cares about akhirah then the whole community has committed a sin for not having someone that is going to represent islam okay now فَإِنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ فِي الْبَلْدَةِ مَنْ يَكُومُ بِهِ اِشْتَرَكُوا جَمِيعًا فِي الْمَعْثِمِ So all the people in the community at that time, they have committed a sin as long as there is no one who has taken that. Example here is فَيَجِبُ عَلَى الْإِمَامِ Then the leader of that community, the Muslim leader in that community has to then command أَنْ يَأْمُرَهُمْ بِذَلِكَ The leader of that community don't need to always be like, so far as I am there, that's fine. How long are you going to live? You're going to die one day. So we need someone before you die. We need one or two or three or four. We need options. All right? So the, as the leader of the community, he has to then encourage and uh, make sure that people have gone further to seek those knowledge that are not uh, popular or not being used every single day. Naam. And also when he commands, it is then obligatory upon the people in the town to take that initiative and then also get someone to take those responsibilities. It's been said, So the knowledge or the, in, the, the knowledge that we need in every single day, in all of our affairs, is like in position of, it's like food. It's like food. Everyone needs food. Okay? If you eat, does not mean that, oh, so far as you have eaten, I don't need to eat. Everyone needs to eat for themselves. So that single knowledge about prayer, you pray, I pray, we all pray. We all need to know how to pray. Everyone needs to know how to pray. So those are, the, so those are like more or less, he said, it is in the place of food. Everyone needs to eat. So that knowledge that is compulsory upon all of us, but the rest of the knowledge that is not every day that we need is in place like uh, what? Medicine. Do you take medicine every day? No. You only need it when? When you're sick. Alright? So the same thing, some knowledge are only there when we are in a situation. So because of that, you don't need, you do, everyone, it's not like compulsory upon every single person to have that. Is that making sense now? Yes. So... He said that, uh, so the knowledge of things that do happen 
in, once in a while it's like more or less like uh, medicine yahtaju ilayhi hina almarad faqat you only need the medicine at the time of sickness only wa ilmun nujum the same thing applies to ilmun nujum ilmun nujum is what you call um, uh, astronomy okay so i remembered last time abdul latif was talking to you guys about it after uh, fajr astronomy is normally what we do in terms of looking at the stars okay this knowledge is very important for what searching the qibla okay not what you guys do i want to get married let's look at your star and her star whether you are matched to be able to get married oh is she your wife subhanallah you will never be rich you're going to end up with poverty because her star and yours all these are haram okay or someone is sick and you said let's see whether you're going to get better or, or man you already killed the person before he dies Someone is sick, you say, let's check your star and see if you're going to get better. You tell the person, okay, you're going to die. What, what help did you do? Okay? So, ilmun nujum, the knowledge of the astronomy, it is good. But, wa ilmun nujum bi manzilatil marad. And also seeking the knowledge of uh, astronomy, astronomy to check someone's sickness. فَتَعَلُّمُهُ haramun. It is haram in that nature. لَأَنَّهُ يَضُرُّ وَلَا يَنْفَعُ because it's only going to harm its own benefit. Okay? And also what it does is it pushes you away from what? What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained. Alright? Now you are sick and then someone told you that when I hit your star, it tells me that you're not going to get better. Is the person going to have any hope in Allah to ask for help? No. You've already killed the person's morale. So by doing that, you are taking the person out of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's iman. He will not be having iman. And also he will stay away from qadr. Okay? He will stay away from the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Gair mumkin. He will think that there's no any hope anymore. فَيَنْبَغِي لِكُلِّ مُسْلِمٍ أَنْ يَشْتَغِلَ فِي جَمِيعِ أَوْقَاتِهِ بِذِكِرِ اللَّهِ So what is encouraged is for every single Muslim to spend most of their time in remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa and also making dua. These are very important that we need to always keep doing. Apart from learning, studying, we read Quran, we should also engage lots in making dhikr. And also whatever we do, we should always keep uh, uh, humble ourselves Quran and reading Quran and also giving charity. If you are giving charity, the charity also help and protect you from any calamity that will befall. وَيَسْأَلُ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى الْعَفْوَى وَالْعَفِيَةَ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةَ And people should always engage in asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to pardon them and also give them good health in this dunya and akhirah. And then, لِيَسُونَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنِ الْبَلَاءِ وَالْآفَاتِ And doing that, of course you are seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from any calamities or anything that will befall you. In doing this, this is what matters rather than trying to look at whether the sickness you're going to get better or not. Because anyone that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed and helped them to raise their hand up to make dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not uh, let deny them answering their dua. فَإِنْ كَانَ الْبَلَاءُ مُقَدَّرًا يُسِبْهُ لَا مَحَالًا 
if Allah has already ordained something is going to happen to you, nothing will stop that. Lakin, you, uh, you, 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 because of what the dua that you do. And Allah will then give the person patience to be able to deal with it. If you make dua. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you at any given time. When you depend on him and you make dua. That's where we're going to stop inshallah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nastakfirka wa natubu ilaik. Subhanarabbika rabbil izzati amma yasafoon. Wasalamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.